kingdom of God and pulling from heaven, um, I really believe the Lord is saying, people get ready. That's today's uh, name of the message is people get ready. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into a little bit about what the Lord's been speaking to me about. Um, on Sunday night, on Sunday when we were here last Sunday, the Lord was reminding me when I first got here to Ohio, um, I was in intercession right in our prayer room one night. And I was just there just worshiping the Lord in the presence of the Lord. And all of a sudden I began to see the army of the enemy. And the best way I could describe it to you is, I don't know if any of you have seen the Lord of the Rings. And you see the darkness, and they, they have these weapon tools. And they're so ugly and so demonic looking. And I remember seeing this, and they were, they were, they were uh, walking together as soldiers of the darkness. And they were all walking towards the gates. And I remember hearing the sound of their feet, I remember um, uh, hearing the sounds of their tools slamming to the ground every forward move they made. And all of a sudden, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this in the spirit with the Lord, and I'm like, God, this doesn't look good, you know? And I'm like, God, please show up for us. I think that's where we're at right now. It's like, God, come on, show up for us. Come on and, and intervene and let your hand shift some things here in our circumstance. Um, but all of a sudden, I began to see as the enemy was getting closer to the gates that these giant angels came and began to rep, uh, reposition themselves at the gates. And as soon as the angels landed at each gate, um, I believe it spoke of our nation and the gates of our nation because when as soon as I saw um, the angels begin to take position, they brought restoration of the gates. There had been openings in the gates, and I saw them begin to restore the gates, rebuild the gates, put them back the way they were supposed to be. And then I began to see how, um, how the enemy's army had no choice but to come to a halt. Like, they had to submit to the authority that these angels were carrying, and they had to come to a halt, and they no longer could move forward. And um, I just saw the angels. They were, like, so tough and, like, built, and they were really, really, really tall. They were bigger than the demonic forces. They were bigger than the enemy's army. And they just stood guard just like this, and they wouldn't move. So just when we think that God is not in it with us, when God's not going to show up, he shows up even at the last minute. He's never too early and he's never too late. And he was reminding me of this last Sunday when we were in a worship at the end. And, um, and, and that's why we had to declare it in the spirit because we have to begin to agree with heaven, not this world. The more that we encounter heaven, the more that we come home to heaven in our spirit, man gets fed through heaven. The more that we're going to speak and sound like heaven and we're not going to no longer look and sound of this world. Heaven sounds and it looks like Jesus. It looks like God. It looks like Holy Spirit. It doesn't look like the way that we feel like 
sometimes defeated and without victory in our lives, God shows up and shows us something different. I started to think about Psalms 91, 11 through 12. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways and their hands. They shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. That's why they're com- that's why they're coming to the gates because we're not going to we're not Psalms 24 7 through 10 open up ancient gates open up ancient doors and let the king of glory enter who is the king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord invincible in battle open up ancient gates open up ancient doors and let the king of glory enter who is the king of glory the lord of heaven's armies he is the king of glory. Amen. That's what we have to declare. He is the king of glory. And the heaven's armies are greater than any darkness and any armies of darkness that are released on this earth. I was in my, uh, my kitchen last week, and um, everybody knows I have, like, the, the Alexa thing, right? <laughs> so this random song came on but I knew it was the Lord because I I didn't purpose to put it on my phone it was just like one of those random plays that it it automatically did on my playlist and um and when this song came out it was people get ready by Curtis Mayfield and I don't know if you guys remember this song it was made in 1965 and in 1965, this, I mean, many people have recreated this song. I mean, there's tons of people that have redone this song a lot. I mean, I think of uh, uh, Eva Cassidy's one. She's like a jazz singer. She's redone it. Um, there's a lot of different people that have redone it. But it, it, it was created during a time of civil unrest in the nation. I believe that we're there again. But God, right? I want to read you the, so- the, the, the words to this song because when I heard the song, um, I knew that it was the Lord speaking loudly to, to the body of Christ at this time. And he talks about, um, <laughs> he, it's called People Get Ready. It says, you don't need no baggage, you just need to get on board. And all you need is faith to hear the diesels humming. You don't need no ticket, you just thank the Lord. So people get ready for the train to Jordan, picking up passengers from coast to coast. Faith is the key. Open the doors and board them. There's hope for all. And among the loved, among the loved the most, there ain't no room for the hopeless sinner who would hurt all mankind just to save his own. Have pity on those whose chances grow thinner because there's no hiding place against the kingdom's throne. So people get ready. There's a train a coming, and you don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesels humming and don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. I really believe the glory train is coming. This is what they're talking about in this song. And maybe some of you have never heard of the beautiful, oh, my God, just so powerful thing that Bob uh, Jones shared in his vision he had about the glory train. 
And, um, and, and he spoke about it. I remember being in, a, in Alabama, and I began to see a train when I was there. But I saw uh, the different carts coming together and hooking to one another, which represented different ministries coming in unity together. But when Bob Jones saw it, he saw it as one long train and one long train all together. That represents to me the unity of the body of Christ. Um, because he didn't see it split up. He saw it all together. Um, <laughs> these are some of the things that he shared when he released about that. And I just wanted to share it um, to bring even confirmation with what, what, what God's bringing right now. Um, he had a vision of the long train, and there was, a, there was thousands of people on this train. Um, <laughs> he asked the conductor of the train, where are we going he says, we're headed to any city that, that wants us. That train, the train, the glory train, is headed, it's headed to any city that wants the glory of the Lord right now. You have to want it. He began to speak about taking the glo- um, how, the, how people had begun taking the glory for themselves and not for the Lord. I believe there's a breaking down of purity that's coming to the body of Christ right now. Um, In that purity, it's no longer about us. It's about him. Um, He also described about the glory being as a cocoon and feeling his love and it wrapping around you. (laughs) All these years, like some of us have served the Lord for a long time. and, And he talks about how all these years the Lord was working on our spirit man so we would not sell out to the world. This is so powerful. So we would not sell out to the world, but glorify the Lord. <laughs> We're not going to sell out to the world, y'all. We, we cannot sell out to the world, and we cannot agree with the world. And we can't sell our souls to the world right now. It's easy in his glory. When he describes the glory, he talks about how when you're carriers of the glory of the Lord, when people come around you, you will begin to experience breakthrough just being by them. This is where we need, this is our goal right now, is that we're so intimate with the Lord and that we're so on our face that all people can see is him and not us anymore. And in that process of dying to self, letting God come in to work on our spirit, man, that we will be carriers of breakthrough. That when you have a person who's addicted or having struggles with something and they come near you, they're not going to want to get high anymore. They're not going to want to go back to their old lifestyles. They're going to feel something in their spirit is going to be shook and shaken by what we carry of the glory of the Lord, that things become easy for us. We're going to have, we've had, I believe in the past, we've had moments of this. I can speak for myself. I've had moments of tapping into it. And I've had moments of seeing God bring breakthrough in miraculous ways, and it was so easy. But I believe that it's coming intensified. 
I believe that it's coming very strong right now that um, <laughs> he, he begins to share this scripture, and it's so good what this scripture says in John 14, 13. You can ask for anything in my name, and you will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. This is what it means to be a, a, a glory carrier, to begin to move in the glory of God. That when we act, we're so close to the Father's heart, we're so close that our, our, our head is leaned up against his chest, that just a mere whisper that he gives us, that we can begin to hear his voice for people around us. You know, there is no separation between you and God. I don't care what you've done in your life. I just, I, just, I just ask that God break that off of you this morning. But you can come so close to God that your head begins to lay on his chest and you can begin to hear his heartbeat. And in that process of coming close to him, that is the process that you go to so that way you can hear him clearly. And there's no more distractions that are coming to distract you from hearing what the Father's saying. God always comes and he confirms things in the natural of what the Spirit of God is saying. Last Sunday after service, we went to this restaurant and we're fixing to leave and they had this rope you could pull down. And when you pulled this rope down, it made, um, <laughs> when you, it made a, a, a whistle train sound um, that was real loud. And you can hear the whistle of the train. Well, when Bob Jones released this word, he said that that was his confirmation from the Lord that where they went to, if they heard a train or saw trains and pictures or things like that, that was their confirmation to know that they were at where they were supposed to be for the Lord. And when I heard that, that loud noise of the whistle of the train from that pull of that rope, I just started to feel the joy of the Lord. And I began to feel like hope come again. And, and, and like, you know, because, you know, when you're a pioneer and you're digging <laughs> and you're plowing and you're plowing and you're plowing, after a while, you get weary and tired. I'm just being transparent here. So when things in the supernatural begin to happen and you begin to get a signal from the Lord as something as, as a sound of the whistle of the train blow, then joy begins to bubble up with inside you because I know that we're at where we're supposed to be right now. And I was just like, God, <laughs> this is so great. I really felt with that whole process that the Lord was saying, I'm so proud of my body right now, of the body of Christ. And I, um, I think a lot of people have been discouraged. They have been discouraged, and they've been with that hope deferred that they feel some people have felt like they have failed in areas. But I'm telling you right now, that's not the Father's heart. The Father's heart is like you're doing a good job, body of Christ. And I went back to Romans 8.34, and it says, who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he's sitting in the place of God's honor at God's right hand pleading for us. 
He's still there in intercession for us. He's still there praying for us. I think he'll outpray any intercessor, any prayer warrior in the world because he does it every single day. He's faithful in it. And, and, and that brought comfort to me that even in the, in the times that I felt that I have failed or you feel that you have failed, God has been seated right there by the right hand of God still praying and interceding for us. And it's not about our hands or what we've done or, or, or how much prayer we've done or, or maybe we missed it and all this stuff comes up in our minds. But God's like, nope, I'm really proud of my body right now. And I'm still sitting there and I'm still praying in intercession for you. I was uh, taken back to, um, I believe this is where we at now, what God's telling us to do now, because we were even singing about it earlier, um, the now time. <laughs> I had a, a vision, I guess, about, I don't know, about a couple of months ago. I, I have it in my book somewhere, the date, but I was in an empty room, and it looked like a hospital room. And the walls were white, the floor was white, the whole entire room was like white. There was absolutely no color in it. Um, I couldn't see myself, but I knew I was standing in this room. And um, I just felt like I needed to wait. And everything in me wanted to, like, I, I just felt in my spirit, like, man, I just need to wait. And I really believe right now we need to wait on the Lord before we speak something that we're not supposed to speak before we pray something that's not even from the Lord to pray on. But I believe we're in a moment in this room praying. And, um, and, and as Holy Spirit, as you begin to get in this room with the Lord, your secret place with the Lord is what it represented to me. The Lord will begin to give you things, what to pray for at the exact timing of it. Um, and I just, I just began to get, like, downloads from heaven being in this room. Like, it was a transition room is the best way I could describe it. Like, we were there in transition to something else. We weren't to stay there, but we were in the middle of transition to go somewhere else great. And I could feel the Spirit of God pulling on my spirit, like, uh, we're about to go somewhere, so get ready. And he says, but while you wait... Be in intercession, be in prayer, and let my Holy Spirit tell you how to pray and what to pray. And I really believe that's being strategic of the Lord, of our prayer and intercession, that we should not come off the wall of intercession and prayer right now, but we should press in more into God and be more into prayer, more into intercession. See, we can't view things the way the world views things as we've been defeated or we've lost something. We've got to be at a stance with the Lord that we're in our secret place seeking his Holy Spirit so that way we can get uh, very precise prayers, very precise intercession prayer straight from the Lord. Well, as I was there and I could feel the presence so intense in this room, he, I felt like the Lord had walked in. And I just, I just feel, I, you can just feel when the Lord walks into somewhere. And, and I remember just standing there, and, I, and he, he stood there by me, and I could feel the presence so intense. But there was also a door in the room. There was one door in that room. 
I couldn't see what it looked like. I just knew that there was a door there. And when I, when I saw the door, um, <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit said, you can't, you can't open this door. You, you can try to pry it with all your might, but it's not going to open by something you do. Um, it's only going to open, um, this door is only going to open by the Lord. And, and I started thinking about that, and I was like, I was so wanting to know what was on the other side of the door. You know, like a kid gets, and you're like, something like you're told not to do, but you want to do. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, I want to see what's on the other side of the door, Lord. And he's like, but only I can open that door. And it was like, the more that I interceded, the more that I prayed, the more that I was under the presence of God, and I was being directed by Holy Spirit, the more intense I felt the presence of the Lord, and the more that I felt that God was just going to come and open up the door. And, and I really believe right now that God is going to open the door for us, and only he can open it up. I believe people right now are trying to pry open doors. But it's not our job to open the doors. It's up to the Lord to open the doors for us. That's the very thing that brought us here was Isaiah 22, 22, was that man could not shut the doors that God had opened. It's, it's the same way. God will open the doors that we need to begin to walk through. And all of a sudden, I began to see the door open up by the Lord's hand and I remember just walking in the door, but I didn't get to see what was beyond the door because I believe that the Lord is going to let me see it soon. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, I'm in anticipation and an expectation unto the spirit of God right now that I'm that we're going to that it's not just a me thing. It's a we thing. And all of us are going to get to see the other side of that door. And it's going to be a time of unity in the body of Christ that all of us are going to be able to walk in that door and cross over and see the things he has for us. Because what's behind that door for me is not going to be the same of what's behind the door for you. It's going to be all different. Um, but as I was seeing the door open up, I just began to feel like, like the victory of the Lord. <laughs> Like victory, like 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 something great was coming on the other side of the door. And first Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven. But give thanks to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy twenty-four. For the Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you against your enemies, and he will give you victory. Colossians three two. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life. Let me repeat that again. You died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. His glory is coming through me and you. His light is is embedded and imparted into me and you. It is time for our light to begin to shine because that light is the glory of the Lord. And the more that it's, it, it comes out of us, the more that we allow it to shine, we're not meant to look like anything around us but him. 
He put that inside of us already. We just have to agree with heaven and let that thing come up and out of us unto other people around us. You know, it's, it's a very beautiful thing. Paul writes to the Philippians, and I believe this is where, where we need to be in even our mindset, pressing towards the goal. Paul writes to him and says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already received, uh, reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed for me. No, brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and reach the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Let us all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree at some point, I believe God will make it plain for you. He'll bring understanding to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. <laughs> Let me say this again. We must hold on to the progress that we've already made. <laughs> Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine. This is powerful. This is a point where God's saying, get rid of the patterns in your life that you're carrying now. Get rid of the things that, that you thought were of the Lord. Like, really get before the Lord in this moment and say, God, remove patterns that are not from you, God. Because I want my patterns to look like you, to sound like you. I want the patterns of my life to be of you, not of my own, not, not of something I've gone through, not of hurt I've gone through, not of woundedness I've gone through. But let, let your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I've told you often before, and many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction, and their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think about only this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own and using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Whose control? His control. He is the one that's gonna have control over everything. We have to begin to allow him to have control over us to submit unto the Lord and to allow him to come in and show us what we're supposed to look like, what we're supposed to sound like, what we're supposed to be like. If we go on to chapter 4, it says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. The crown that we will receive is our extension out to others. It's how we're treating each other. It's how we're treating one another. That's where the crown comes from. It doesn't come from our own doing or, or how royalty we are on our own, but it comes from, from helping the body of Christ. It comes from, 
from uh, being a laid down lover for the Lord. That you love the Lord so much and you love people so much that you're willing to lay yourself down for them. I don't think that's spoken of very often in our generation. It has been about self. And I believe self is going to be taken out of the picture this season. And the Lord is going to begin to come in and show us greater things. But it's going to come with us, um, not with our hope defer being sick. Our heart cannot be sick right now. But we have to be encouraged by the Spirit of God that we're going somewhere. You know, um, when we had the last meetings we had in the conference, um, the Lord began to come in that meeting in, in, a, in a powerful way. And I'm saying this to encourage you because the more that we can position ourselves in this place to pull from heaven, like even this morning, I just felt like just people pulling from heaven, pulling from the Lord. The more that you, see, I, I can't give you anything. You know, we can't, leaders can't give you anything. You're here to pull from heaven in your worship. And, and when you walk in this door, that, that you would begin to pull from heaven yourself. When all of us are pulling from heaven at the same time, guess what? Then people beside us, like they were talking about, in that glory begin to feel heaven come on you. And they begin to have encounters. And they begin to experience the Lord in a new way. But it takes us coming with the Lord and pulling heaven down with him that heaven would come to earth. And, and it would be such a beautiful moment with the Lord. The, this last meeting we had, um, you, know, you know when the glory of the Lord comes into a meeting or comes into a place when everything gets quiet. Because, see, we don't make room for the glory. Like, we, when God shows up with his glory and God shows up in his intense, crazy presence, we have no choice but to move out of the way for the Lord to come in. Like, it is this omnipresence. It is like this powerful presence that he brings that we have no choice but to like to get under it to we feel the silence in the atmosphere like all of a sudden things will go quiet and we can't have any distractions like when the lord comes in the room everything stops that's something we have shared and said in the past even in, during our worship time when the lord comes in everything stops why because the authority and the presence that the lord carries that everything submits unto the Lord. That's why it talks about who's going to worship more, us or the rocks. That's why the rocks will even cry out to him, and the rocks will worship him, because everything comes to the Lord at that moment. And it's coming, I'm telling you. It's coming intensely. It's coming, and it's going to be beautiful. And I just, I just want to be an encouragement to you guys to get ready. I know it's been said many times before, but I'm being serious. Get ready, because that train is coming. That glory train is coming. And you've, you've got to just say yes to God. You've got to just choose to get on.
If you stand there thinking and thinking and thinking and your mind tries to stop that thing, you're, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna miss it. The, the, the person in religion, they can't, they can't capture what's being brought out in the spirit. That's why it's important that we pull on heaven and we stay in the presence of God, that we continue to pull from heaven and stay in the presence of God. You know that the presence of God is part of our protection for us? Being under the presence, it's like a covering. It's like a blanket over us that we can be covered in his presence and the enemy can't even see us in the presence of the Lord. It can't get near us. It can't touch you when you're in the presence. That's why when you find yourself in worship and you step under the presence of God, nothing else really matters to you in that moment. Everything shuts down. Your mind shuts down. Um, the, the, the things that you came in thinking about begins to shut down. Uh, everything around you begins to shut down, and it's just you and the Father, and it's just you and the Lord in that moment in the presence of God. I believe that intense presence is coming very strong, very, very strong. And I just say, God, just, just let me bring my crown and lay it at your feet like that scripture says. That all your gifts, everything that he's given you thus far, that you would come and lay it up here at the Lord's feet just to be with him. You, we have to be so in love with the Father right now and so wanting to be with him more than anything else, we have to love him more than our gifts, more than our revelation, more than our, 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 our revelation dreams, more than anything in the world. We have to love him more than anything else because he comes first. Let's just stand this morning. I just want to share really quick with what she's saying. And, and uh, as she was speaking about the door, you know, the doors are really, really significant even for us, you know, coming to Ohio. It was the Isaiah 22, 22. And then I'll give you the key to the house of David, you know, and then I'll open the doors and that no man can open. I will shut the doors that no man can shut. And, but I really felt like what the Lord was really trying to impress this morning as she was speaking, was that the Lord is this morning and in this season, he's trying to position the bride. He's really wanting to position the bride. Like the Lord is saying, people get ready. Like people get ready, right? Come on. You know, we were, we were in service last week. I don't remember when it was. And there was like a, a holy hush that came over the room. And the Lord said, Will you wait? Will you wait for me? And see, a lot of people have a hard time in the waiting. They have a hard time like, like here I am, God, but if it's going to cost me something, then, then, you know, I'm not willing to do that. What's it going to cost me? Because, you see, see, the Lord doesn't want to tell you all the time that it, it costs, but it does. It may cost you friends. It may cost you relationships. But it's because 
It's what's inside of you. And the Lord is saying this morning, listen, people get ready. Will you wait on me? I had an encounter with the Lord not that long ago, and, and I remember seeing the Lord picking people up. And he, was, he would pick somebody up, and he would pick them up, and then he would position them. And the Lord said, I'm positioning the bride. But then it came to certain people that the Lord was trying to pick up. They grabbed the arms of the chair. And as they were trying to be picked up, the Lord, they were like, and the Lord was, see, the Lord's not going to make you do something that you're not going to be willing to do. All he's asking you this morning, he's only looking for our yes. He's not asking you to, don't worry what it looks like. He's not asking you to, to be concerned. He says, listen, here I am standing at the door. Are you willing for, to wait as I open this door? Because beyond that door, there's a greater glory. Come on, man. There's a greater glory, a greater that we've never seen before. We haven't even had a glimpse of it. Man, listen, I feel the glory on that right now. We haven't even seen it. Can you imagine what it really... A love so deep. A love so, a love so deep, man, that you, you breathe. And you can breathe love. You can breathe the thickness of it. It's tangible. You can slice love. <laughs> can you imagine? Like being able to slice. Think of love and it's just floating. And you get your fingers and you just. And you can see love just. That's how God is doing something in the bride. There's an awakening that's coming. And all he's asking you this morning, just say yes. Because there's a call. People get ready. People get ready. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing this this in our lives. God, I thank you for those that are here, those that are watching right now, Lord. Lord, even though we, we say yes, God, and we wait on you, Lord, as you say, God, there's a door, God. We thank you for the door. We thank you for the door, God, of your blessing and your glory, God. Lord, we say yes, God. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know what it looks like. But we say yes. As a prophetic act, can we just say that on the count of three? We're just going to say yes. One, two, three. Yes. Father, have your way. Whoa, come on. Whoa. Jesus. We thank you, God, for the fresh winds, God. We thank you, God, for the activation and the yes, God. We thank you, Lord, for your presence, God. Man. Jesus. Lord, we ask that every word that was shared this morning, God, every word that 
that, that Apostle Alice shared with the, with the body, God, Lord, that it, that it will be sealed, God. Lord, we just thank you, God. Even those that are going to watch this on a replay, God, later on through, through television, we just speak a tangible and transferable anointing to be released now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.